You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Ask the Expert podcast, where you'll learn key insights, tips, and strategies from experts across the globe to help you create the life and business of your dreams. Now, let's welcome your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Let me ask you a question. Like many other business owners, are you confused about marketing your business so you can get new customers? So you're either not doing much marketing at all, or if you are, you're just not getting the results you want. Now, if this sounds like you, grab a pen and paper because today's guest is going to help you get clarity so you can gain a competitive edge to get more customers. Joining me today is Elsa Page. Elsa is a 20-year marketing veteran and award-winning business owner from AP Marketing Works. Elsa has helped hundreds of businesses and organizations increase their sales and their members, while help them build a profile that cuts through the noise to deliver real results. Now, this is a part of a two-part series, where on today's show, Elsa is going to help us begin to take the confusion out of marketing by sharing how we can navigate the marketing maze. And then on episode two, the next episode, she'll be working through a checklist of the right marketing our business needs to be doing right now to attract new customers. So welcome to the show, Elsa. Thank you, Anne-Marie. It's good to be here. So many business owners struggle with marketing. There's so many new tactics and we really are very confused. So it's so great that you're going to be sharing your wisdom. Tell us, why is it so important to get clear? Because there's so many choices out there to market ourselves and it really is overwhelming, isn't it? Look, absolutely. I mean, the key thing is, is if you are overwhelmed as a business owner in one particular area of your business, you are most likely to actually freeze up and not do anything. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the worst things that you can do in marketing is to do no marketing. By getting clarity around what you should be doing will enable you to take action, which will bring the results that you are requiring in your business. And sometimes I've also seen some businesses getting out there and doing a little bit of marketing, but unfortunately, when they're not clear on some key things, and I know you're going to share those later, then they could actually be damaging their brand and and turning off, putting off their potential clients. Again, for me, the worst thing that they can do is actually just not get their message to the right people at the right time. And so therefore, they're wasting any of the money or the energy or the time that they've put into their marketing because it's just not hitting the mark. Mm. And I see that over and over again, that people are either doing it themselves and therefore investing, you know, some time. And if they're billing out by the hour, then that time can become money. Mm -hmm. But also they may be outsourcing and therefore spend spending money on someone else doing it and it's just not hitting the mark and that's something that I think in business we have to get smarter about where we're spending those resources and particularly in marketing because there's so many choices Mm. and often people can sort of say oh well you know it's not costing any money yeah but what time is it costing you and more importantly what is the opportunity cost to you by doing marketing that is not working let's talk about to get everybody on the same page because i know that some people think of marketing as being this and others say that let's get on the same page how can we define what is marketing 
Okay. Well, one of my favourite questions, Amory. so thank you so much for asking it. Okay. For me, marketing is all the things that a business does, all the activities that help them find customers and also keep customers. So that's really the purpose of marketing is obviously to build business by finding customers and keeping those customers. If you like, it's what I call the science behind the sales because there is strategy around it. There are sort of ingredients, if you like, that actually make marketing work. I love the way that you've said not only is marketing what helps us to get new clients, but also keep clients. This is something that many businesses fail to recognize that yes once someone comes and invests in your company there's still strategies that we need to do and be mindful of to ensure that that customer keeps coming back and this is an area that many businesses are, are failing to really achieve and get right to yes Absolutely. And in fact, you know, immediately an example just jumps into my head over and over again. And that is gyms, like health gyms membership. They always spend all their energy trying to get people in the door. But once they've got you in the door, you know, you may as well be like <laughs> completely anonymous because often they really fail to try and actually keep you coming back. You know, I've had many personal examples, but also examples from other people I know where, you know, people have joined a gym they haven't been going there's no phone call there's nothing the only phone call they get is hey your gym membership's about to expire that is no good you know you don't mm. wait a year uh, not being in contact with your customer and then expect them to just go sure here let me just hand over all this cash again for another year of lack of contact lack of care something I know that many of us can relate to is when we hear stories when we hear examples of things that people are doing or what we should not be doing and I know as business owners we we often take for granted that what we are doing may not be the best approach. So one of the things that I would like you to do, if you would, in this particular episode of the two-part series is to share with us some of the common mistakes that you see people doing, business owners doing when it comes to marketing. So we can kind of do an internal check. Okay, we're actually doing this. We need to stop. And then, of course, in the next episode, you'll be diving deeper into some more of these strategies and what we should be doing right now. What would you say would be the first common mistake many business owners make? The number one mistake that I believe most business owners make is that they see marketing as one thing mm -hmm. and they see marketing as just being sort of flogging your product or service or promotion. That's all they see it as being. They see, you know, how do I get the word out there? How do I, you know, make it my product sound better than someone else's? And that's only one element of marketing. Marketing, and if you like, back to that science behind the sales, means you really need to have a product or a service that people actually want. It needs to be available to them when they want it and priced in a way that they are prepared to pay. Mm -hmm. So there's all these three very, very important elements to ensure that you've actually got something that people want to sell before you start selling it. Whereas a lot of people will just say, hey, I've got this product or service. I think it's fantastic. Now let's just flog it and get it out there. And, and if I can just, you know, yell a bit louder, it'll all work. Mm -hmm. But the reality is you could have a $1 million advertising budget. And if what you are trying to sell is not really what people want, or if they can't buy it in a way that's convenient for them, then it's not going to sell. 
What's really interesting, I just want to share that again for people who might have missed that. Some of the strategies or the tactics that they're doing, some of the things that they're doing in their marketing may be the right steps, but it's just in the wrong order. And that's why it's really not generating the results that we are wanting as businesses and certainly not attracting us the right customers. What would be something else that you see is really something that continues to be done and it's not supporting us in generating new clients? Okay, so it sort of is linked a little bit to the first one. And that is the second thing is that people are not looking at things through the eyes of their customers. So again, they're not thinking about, well, where would my customer expect to hear about this product or service? If we're talking online marketing, it might be something like what keywords might my customer actually use to find a service like mine? So we always tend to look at it from our perspective, you know, like, well, I wouldn't pay that much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so therefore, you know, you might price according to what you think, or you might say, gee, you know, but it's really, it's worth this much. Whereas you really need to put yourself in the shoes of the customer and say, okay, okay, let me just remove myself from my business. What does my customer think? When would my customer like my, if, you, if you're in a retail store, when would they like my retail store to be open? Or how might they like to be contacted? You've got to always do it from what works for the customer. So a classic example is it was a health professional that I was working with and they were only available nine to five. That was when they wanted to work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the thing is, when you're talking about things like, you know, remedial massage or therapies that perhaps don't necessarily slide into Medicare, so they're quite expensive. It could be that really you're actually needing people who can afford that and those people usually are working. So for you, you only to be available when those people or the potential customers are working, it's not a good match. So I was sort of encouraging this particular business to maybe look at some other times that they might be able to work that would be more convenient for the type of people that they're trying to attract. Another classic example of a similar thing to that is when in regional areas, particularly businesses that are in say maybe 45 minutes from a, a major city. So what tends to happen is a lot of their customers will be commuting to cities for work and if you're not open those extended hours, your local customers cannot shop with you because when they are there to shop, you are not open. And it's just one of those things that if you can change, just tweak something, tweak your times of opening or maybe offer a, hey, we're open on this night, you know, or or maybe we're going to be open on a Saturday morning. It's extraordinary what that can do to a business. And then now suddenly people are going, fantastic. I've really wanted to come and try you out, but you were always closed when I was available. Isn't it interesting that sometimes we can assume that the product or the service, and in this instance, the delivery times of of those products is going to suit our clients and in actual fact it's not and I'm I'm sure that maybe sometimes people are thinking well I know that there's a need because I've done my research but no one's buying from me and I would imagine that it's just a matter of going and asking your customers to see what really suits them how can we get that information Without a doubt, if you're in touch with your customers, certainly in the first instance, just have a general conversation Mm. with them or do a bit of a survey with them. If you feel like you're not able to do that, then certainly that's something that can easily be outsourced to a marketing professional to do that for you. But, you know, in the first instance, just ask or do a little survey with your existing customers. If you're not sure, if you're just starting up and you're thinking about, oh, when should I be open, then you may need to do a little bit more sort of formal research 
research of your potential customers mm -hmm. to find out what's going to work for them. The other thing you do, you just try it. <laughs> you just try it and see what happens. But you obviously need to let people know. You know, a lot of hairdressers do this. They have different nights that they might be open. And then if they just find, you know, they've been open on a Friday night, for example, but they're not getting as many bookings as a Thursday night, they might, you know, sort of decide, okay, we might only open till seven on a Friday night. Yeah. There's no point of us in us being open both nights because they've just actually seen when are people requesting the booking. And I'd imagine too that a common mistake would be that you've set up a strategy, you implement a marketing tool or tactic and thinking that it's set in concrete and not able to be tweaked and changed, that, that certainly sounds as if it, it, it's not good at all. As you said, monitor, get the feedback from your customers and then make a decision. What other things do you see happening that really are not supporting us in marketing well and are getting new clients? I think for small businesses in particular, we tend to not sell ourselves very well. Mm. And what I mean by that is it's not so much in the methods, it's actually in the message. I mean, I sort of see two extremes here. <laughs> I have to say, you sort of see everyone going, I'm the best without any evidence whatsoever. But, you know, on the other hand, a lot of businesses have got these unique offerings that are actually exactly what customers want, but they're not communicating that to their customers. So it could just be they just assume that their customers understand the benefits that they're going mm -hmm. to get from doing business with them. Whereas, you know, we are in an information overloaded world here and you have to make your communication so easy for customers. You have to you know, explain why they should be doing business with you. What are they going to get out of doing business with you? You need to make it as obvious as you possibly can. Mm -hmm. And I feel that businesses just don't do this very well. They don't craft a good message. Maybe they're, you know, they're doing some online advertising and that's a really appropriate place to be doing some promotion, but their message is just lacking any real cut through. You know, they're not answering the question that most customers want to know, which is why should I do business with you when there's, you know, as opposed to all these other choices that I have. Mm -hmm. and, and this is especially important for what I'm going to call the me too businesses. Now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being a me too business. You know, if we were worried about me too businesses, then there would not be the success in bakeries mm -hmm. <laughs> that are, you know, everywhere you go, there are bakeries. And that doesn't mean you don't go and set up another bakery, but you need to be able to answer the question, well, why should I come to this bakery? What's different about this bakery? And it might just be, we do everything on premises using only organic produce or maybe you've just got a particular special ingredient that is really fantastic for people who have trouble digesting particular breads it could be something just as simple as that but you need to get that message across it could just be you know what we're open from 4am come in yes. <laughs> that's when we're baking but whatever the point of difference is or the unique offering you need to communicate that clearly to your customers so often we as businesses can assure assume that people understand that uniqueness because we're so close to our product and our service and our message we just can't see that it's not defined well and the way we're talking about it is actually overwhelming the customer because then they're, they're not in our industry do you see any other things happening because here's why I ask because as you said we are in an information overload consumers have so much information being bombarded at them online on across all mediums and this whole level of trust 
is really something that we need to build with integrity across all of our messages. Absolutely. Look, consistency with your message and as you say, building trust is absolutely essential and that actually links into something that has possibly changed in the last sort of five to ten years Mm -hmm. and it's been part of marketing. It's called removing a barrier to purchase but in this day and age, with uh, particularly with online marketing and online offerings, it's so important to allow the customer to develop trust with you, maybe to sample some of your services to before they commit to something quite big. Now, this is particularly important maybe for services. Mm-hmm. It might be a case of, you know, if you're a service, you need to be able to provide ways in which uh, customers can sort of sample without at a smaller risk before they pay for some of the higher end products. Likewise, even with, you know, and again, look, I'm just going to throw that bakery example back in, Mm. but bakeries that do really well are ones that let you sample things, you know, actually say, here, have a taste of this. That's really important. And it's interesting, just this week, in fact, Anne-Marie, I'm a bit shocked at a software company. I'm obviously not going to name names, but this particular software company, and I won't even explain what they do just in case, but they're providing some software that's an outright purchase is around $250. That's not huge. But I did ask a couple of questions. I said, look, if the software gets upgraded, will I automatically get the upgrades? Mm -hmm. And they said, no. And I thought, that's interesting. And then I asked and I said, look, is there a trial version of the software? And they also said no. And I thought, you know, this is really tricky because there's a lot of software out there, much, a lot of software you can pay by the month in Mm -hmm. small little chunks. And if you don't like it, you can just exit. Mm -hmm. But this one, I'm sort of going, oh, this is, you know, this, I'm having to put a lot of trust in this company that this software is good because I don't get to try it. I just have to trust what they're saying. And I was a little bit unsure. And I have to say, it's putting a few barriers in the way for me to purchase. Mm -hmm. And I think the way that in particular online has built trust up with customers is by doing little things, giving you trial runs, giving you a bit of things for free. And then you sort of go, okay, no, I have trust in this product or service or company, and then I'm ready to make a bigger commitment. Mm. And I think all of us need to think about how can we build that into what we do Mm -hmm. because I think it's now becoming a very important part in developing relationships with customers. Yes, because everything you said, every step, every touch point has an experience of that product, of that service. And each time you experience, you're getting to know, like, and trust that service provider or that product provider a little bit better, a little bit closer to the point where, yes, I've experienced that product. I really like it. Or yes, I've sampled that particular product I've really liked it now can I purchase then you take that next step everything is about experiences these days the messages that we create the decisions that we allow people to make through making it very easy for them to take the next step absolutely and and I mean that's a classic example of someone may have a fabulous product it might be just great it might be at the right price it's awesome and people are wanting to buy it and where they've positioned their shop if you like Let's say it might be online and this is not necessarily just a retail shop online. It could be the way people purchase your services and maybe it's really clunky, you know, it's slow or it's really arduous. Sometimes when you are purchasing services, you know, you have to fill out these enormous surveys that take forever. 
(laughs) And maybe people just don't want to do that or they get through it and they go, oh, crikey, here's another question. (laughs) And they just think, I can't do this. So again, it's not that what you've got or even the way you're selling it, it's now actually the process, the sales process, which Mm. is turning people off. And this is something that I guess sometimes accessing a little bit of um, skilled marketing experience can turn this all around. Just because you're a small business owner, yes, you need to have your head across most things, but you don't have to be an expert in everything. And just because there are certainly some tools like MailChimp where people can go, wow, I can do email marketing now because look, there's this wonderful uh, program that's out there, but it doesn't mean that you're doing it well. Yes. (laughs) You know, just because you can doesn't mean you should be the person who's doing it. And I think this is where, because, you know, where there's a lot of marketing automation tools, there's a lot of things that have been certainly made easier through technology, but sometimes people are just doing it without really understanding the strategy that's required behind it or even some of the sort of marketing finesse that's going to make the difference and instead they're just sort of going oh yep great that action's happened that's good big tick but maybe they could have got a much better response if they just got a little bit of advice absolutely and I think what you're saying too is that every single business their their uniqueness they're offering their ideal clients all of those individual pieces of information directs and supports the decision and the action that you're going to make. And sure, you might be able to do some research online, but is that the right process for you? Is it the right steps for you? And often, and you hear over and over again, businesses are just not generating the results because it's not been tailored, it's not been customized to suit so many unique things about their business and their customer. Absolutely, Anne-Marie. And, and, you know, you see it often, particularly, you know, with business advice and marketing advice, it's all this one size fits everyone. You know, as I often say, one size fits nobody, you know, and particularly in small business and particularly if you are trying to get that edge. You know, if everyone's doing the same marketing all out of sort of cookie cutter way, it ends up just being you adding to the noise and people are like, oh, and it would only, you would only be getting the absolute low hanging fruit, like people who are probably going to walk a mile to find your business anyway yeah <laughs> you know you may not actually be getting the people that you want or uh, or getting the numbers that you need in order to be a sustainable business yeah and I think that's where many businesses are exhausted because the marketing that they're doing because it's not tailored and customized every single customer feels like a huge task at hand but that's because if they didn't get it streamlined if they didn't do the things that you've just mentioned then it should start to flow and build momentum momentum because that consistent message that's just absolutely you know unique and distinguishable sets you apart from all of the other businesses that may be in your category in your industry your message speaks to the heart of your ideal client and so therefore it's just a matter of just consistently getting it out there rather than it being a huge chore which I know it is for for many many business owners are there any other common mistakes that you'd like to share with us today You know, again, just going back to probably one of the key points, which is really understanding what your customers are wanting and actually deliver a product or service that truly meets their needs. That will ensure that you will have customers, you know, without a doubt. So you really need to understand your customers 
first up. I think the only other thing I can say that businesses are doing badly at the moment is when they put their eggs in one basket. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, you know, those eggs might be rotten and it might be the wrong basket. So it's so important to test what marketing you're doing and see what works for you. You know, to put everything into social media is not always the smartest strategy. You know, you need to ensure that your online marketing strategy incorporates a whole range of elements, including a website as well as social media and have a content marketing strategy as well. You know, likewise, if you're, you know, focusing on offline and there's absolutely nothing wrong with having an offline strategy, you need to work out how it might fit in with whatever online strategy you have as well. And I think sometimes people sort of think, oh, there's all these things. Wouldn't it just be simpler to have one? But unfortunately, a little bit like baking a cake, when you're trying to get the ingredients right, there's usually more than one. Anyone knows, and I did this when I was a we little girl, I decided to uh, <laughs> to make some scones. And the only ingredients that I saw that were in scones was flour and water. Now, anyone who's ever made flour and water, it ends up tasting like plaster. So there were these <laughs> other ingredients that kind of the naive eyes didn't pick up on. And sometimes what can happen is if you just try and make it too simple, you might be missing out on the key ingredients. And it might be that, oh no, you just need to do a little bit here or a little bit there, and now it all works. Now that cake rises and tastes fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I think don't put all your eggs in one basket because usually that's a high risk strategy and that unless it's been tested, you could be really missing out on some other opportunities that are there for you. Absolutely. I think that is integral because how many people have I heard over the last number of months, oh, we're doing Facebook ads or we're doing Facebook Live. That's the latest and greatest. That's the answer to all our marketing problems. But the thing is, they haven't done many of the things that you've spoken about. It's their message is just not defined properly and it's not you know, identifying the benefits. Not every business suits Facebook Live. And if you have no idea on, your, on many of the things that you've said, you actually end up tarnishing your reputation. So uh, I can't wait to hear more about, okay, so now we've we're kind of navigated the marketing maze. We're understanding that there are really some key components that we need to be aware of. And there is a recipe on how to put all of these incredible ingredients together so that our marketing starts to work. It starts to build that momentum and starts to really attract the ideal clients who we want to work with. And you're certainly going to cover that in episode two, as well as give us a checklist that we can start to work through so we know the right marketing that our business needs to be doing right now. So shall I share how people can get in contact with you to to sign up for the second part as well as get the checklist? Absolutely, Amory, because if this is sort of resonating, if some of these problems are, you know, if you're feeling like you're wasting a lot of your time on marketing that doesn't seem to be working for you, then really just having a look at the checklist and then also listening to the next podcast, you potentially can just turn things around, you know, just after the podcast even. So if you're really looking for something to to get your marketing moving, then this is it. Absolutely. And how to access the second part as well as get the checklist. We've made it extremely simple for you. We've placed a form on this page. So all you need to do is pop your name and email address into the form and you'll gain immediate access to the checklist and episode two. Now, if you're listening to this podcast from your smartphone, the web address is apmarketingworks.com.au WMSID. That's apmarketingworks.com.au 
forward slash W M for marketing S I D. Thanks, Elsa. Can't wait to hear more. Thanks, Anne Marie. I'm looking forward to sharing more.